Well, welcome back, everyone, for another podcast episode of the podcast. We're not too sure what the name is, but we do know it's all about drivers. So I'm here today with the usual crew, uh, Mike Kwiatkowski. Mike, how are you doing today? Man, I'm doing awesome. I got my autumn fall outfit on. Actually got cold here in Dallas, so I'm doing good. Thanks, Eric. Frank Carroll is also here with us. Frank, how are you today? Man, I'm doing awesome. Thank you so much, Eric. And I'm loving the, this cold weather, so keep more of it coming. <laughs> we'll see how long it, it lasts. You know, this is Texas, so it's bound to change at some point in time. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, also joining us, everyone, is Ebony Barrett. She is a 19-year driver with Greyhound. She's currently a driver instructor in Atlantic City, New Jersey. And so we are going to talk with her today. Ebony, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. We are glad to have you and anxious to talk with you today. I see on some notes that I have here that you started your career with Carolina Trailways and before coming over to Greyhound and that you learned to drive with a local school bus. Now, that that raises a question. Did you learn to drive just drive in general with a local school bus or did you learn to drive buses with a local school bus? Yeah, I actually learned to drive buses with the school bus company. Um, I had went to truck driving school, so I had my class A CDL, but I didn't have the passenger endorsement. So that's when I went over to the school bus company to uh, get the passenger endorsement. Well, great, great. Well, we do want to thank you for joining us on this podcast where we're not too sure what the name is, but we do know it's all about drivers. And today you are our centerpiece as we talk to you about your career and how you were able to um, uh, make it to 19 years. When does your when do you hit your 20th year? August the 9th of 2023. Okay. Well, congratulations on the 19 years with the company. And uh, I'm sure you are uh, a valuable resource for the company when it comes to uh, helping out drivers as a driver instructor and also transporting our, our customers. Uh, let's start out our conversation uh, this way, Ebony. Uh, when you were first starting out, uh, what were some things that you did to help you uh, make it over the hump during that first year? Uh, well, some things, I think I was pretty much lucky because I had a um, neighbor, we grew up in the same neighborhood and she was already employed with Trailways. So it's not like I had to fend for myself. So I had someone that I could, you know, go up under their wings. So she taught me a lot. Uh, she told me a lot about what to expect as being a driver at Carolina Trailways. So I think I had it pretty good. When you think back to that time, are those some of the same things you tell new drivers today? Absolutely. Um, I let them all know that, you know, once you get out of school, don't think that just because you're no longer with us that you don't have access to us and to always surround themselves with senior drivers that are doing the right thing. I mean, you know, we got a lot of drivers out there, but you want to make sure that you're talking to somebody that's going to steer you in the right direction. How important is that for the new drivers to really connect with the senior drivers as they uh, get accustomed to uh, being a part of Greyhound and the driving force? I think it's very important because Things are not like how they were when I started because we would come to work and it's nothing uh, to have eight or 10 drivers just, you know, at the terminal. And now you don't see a lot of that. So 
you have to have that line of communication to have somebody that if you get to the terminal and there's nobody there, you have to be able to call on someone that can direct you in the right path. Now, did you ever have a point where you were thinking about, you know, is this really what I want to do? Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, really? Everybody had that thought sometimes? <laughs> <laughs> Not just you, Mike. Wasn't Not, oh. <laughs> so how did you handle that, Ebony? Well, with me, when that occurred with me, um, as you know, you stated, I am a former Carolina Trailways driver um, with us we never spent the night away from home. So, you know, we would go to work with our briefcase and our lunch bag. Uh, my fifth year is when Greyhound took over and that's where, you know, it got real. They called me to take a bus to Richmond. So I was like, okay, um, I got to Richmond. I called to get a cushion number back home and the dispatcher put me on hold. She comes back. She said, oh no, Operator Barrett, you got hours. I need for you to go to DC. And I'm like, go to DC? I said, no, I need to go back to Raleigh. So um, we talked about it and I let her know. I said, you know, ma'am, this is my first time doing this. She's, and she said, OK, so they let me go back home. But um, I just had to just, you know, reevaluate myself. Um, when I started, my daughter was eight years old and I had to, you know, just really talk to myself and came home and looked in the face of that little girl. And that's what made me get out there and do what I had to do. What helped you do that? Did you have a supporting cast at home that helped you or how, how did you make that happen? That was one of the contributing factors to my success here is having that strong family support. Um, you know, as a single parent, if you don't have a support system and I, I tell all the female drivers that even come through the training school, you know, a lot of them feel that, you know, they can come to me because basically I am the only female classroom instructor at the school in Atlantic City. And, you know, when they're talking about their kids and I let them know, if you don't have a strong support system, you're not going to make it because when you go to work, it's almost like you have to separate work from um, home. You know, you know that you have stuff at home, but stepping out here and getting on that motor coach, that's a huge responsibility. So you have to be focused. And if you come here and you're worried about your kids, you're not going to be successful here. I imagine that's that's quite the challenge, especially when it comes to the fact that you also, as a driver, have to get your rest. And then when you go home, you have that balancing act. So how, how did how were you able to work that out? Um, it took some adjusting because, like I said, when I started, I was in my 20s. And, you know, when you're in your 20s, you think, hey, I can stay up all night and <laughs> I can just get out here and go. And it, it took one night that I wasn't properly rested. And when I got to Richmond. I said, Lord, you'll never have to worry about me doing that again. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's a balance. You just have to figure out how to make it work. Um, being on the extra board, what I always used to do when I came in from work, I would always pack my work bag. I had that bag at the door. So that way, when I got the call, I didn't have to run around to try to figure out, OK, what am I going to put in the bag? So it's like preparing before the call. Um, I had to, my family had to adjust. It was just like, you know, I tell them, Hey, I got to get my rest. So if you guys don't want to sleep, you go on the other side of the house. And even though right now I don't drive, I'm, you know, but my room is like a, a studio It's so black in there. I got the blackout curtains and all of that. So Ebony, let me ask you about this. Cause you mentioned how it was a shock, I guess, coming from Carolina trailways to Greyhound. 
And I know Greyhound has the extra board, and I'm not sure if uh, Carolina Trailways did, but how did you adjust to um, the the extra board? It took some time. Um, like I said, the first trip to New York, that's what really, honestly, it, it almost made me throw in the towel. Um, I got up there, and I got in that dorm. I've never been in a dorm in my life. And to, if anyone has been to New York, you can understand yeah. where I'm coming from. And I turned around and I walked back out and I walked back down to the port and I went home and I talked to my mom and she, you know, had a long conversation with me. And she told me, she said, listen, this is what you told me you wanted to do. You went through all the training. You did this. So get back out there and do what you need to do. And that's what I did. Is that something you remind the female drivers about, um, about the training they've gone through and all they've been through to get to this point? and how they can make it if they don't throw in the towel? Absolutely. And I tell them all on the first day we go over orientation and I tell them, I say, you know, at the end of the day, I'm going to be your biggest cheerleader. I'm going to cheer you on because we need everybody in here. And I let them know, I say, you know, I can stand here all day and tell you, I believe you can do it. You got this. You can do it. I said, but you guys have to go out there and put the work in. And I let them know, you know, a lot of you, you've left jobs to come here. So, think about it. You know, you could have stayed home, not be away from your family, but you chose this. So don't just throw in the towel at the first sign of trouble, because it doesn't matter what job you go to. Nowhere mm-hmm. is perfect. You just have to make the best of it and, you know, do what you have to do. When you first started, did you think you'd be in this career, this field for that long of a time? Honestly, I didn't. And I guess because being, as I said, in my 20s, this was the first real job, you know, I can say that I've ever had in my life. Because I guess just like some young people, I would go to a job and if I didn't like it, when we went on break, I just would never come back from break. But <laughs> I got over here and I always said that I wanted to make good money and I wanted to stay clean and I got what I wanted. It's, it's been a ride, you know, and it's it's been a great ride. Um, think like when I was talking to Mike last week, I told him, you know, I was able to put myself through college um, while this job I wrote um, 35. I graduated with my bachelor's in criminal justice. So and that was one thing that I've always told my daughter. Um, I've never been a quitter and I've always been the type that if you see me do it, then you know that you can do it. And um even with this process, I, I went through some ups and downs. You know, I lost my mom uh, mm-hmm. while working. But at that point, I really started to drop out of college. But then I had to think about it. Do I want my daughter to see me as being a failure? Or do I keep pushing and show her that with all the obstacles that life throws at you, you have to keep pushing to better yourself? Mm-hmm. Ebony, we do want to thank you for your time today and just uh, speaking to us about your career and and how you made it this far and how other drivers, female drivers, and even male drivers can look to you as encouragement and be able to uh, make it beyond uh, that first year and have a, a, a distinguished career just like you. Like I said, I appreciate you guys. I'm thankful for the opportunity. All right. Well, Mike, Frank, I think that's going to do it for... Another episode of this podcast that we're not too sure what the name is, but we do know it's all about the drivers. Absolutely.